Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm so glad that you are here with me. This is week seven of a series of episodes entitled Safety Sense, the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer for spiritual safety. This series is chock full of biblical details and instructions on how the Holy Spirit is a help to the believer, how he is a counselor, our paraclete, which means the one close beside us making the calls. He is the one God has given us to keep us spiritually safe in a very spiritually unsafe world. We have already discussed how the Holy Spirit functions as our pre-collision system, functioning as our radar for objects or pedestrians in our paths, and helping us and alerting us to break when necessary basically helping us avoid a spiritual collision. We've also discussed how he functions as our lane departure alert, helping us to stay in the, quote, lane God has put us in, and to also gently and safely help us in merging into new lanes when God asks us to make a move. The Holy Spirit also functions as our automatic high beams, shining a bright light of truth onto the dark paths we may find ourselves This function also allows us to shine bright as we hold out the gospel to those in darkness. The Holy Spirit is also our blind spot monitor, helping us to see areas of potential danger in and around us. He will help us in seeing those and avoiding them. He also functions as our all-wheel drive system through the four, quote, wheels of knowing God's word, worship, prayer, and confession. When we do these four spiritual disciplines, we are able to get traction in icy or sticky spiritual situations. Today, we will look at one last function of the Holy Spirit. I'm using the safety system of my Toyota vehicle as the illustration to help us better understand how the Holy Spirit works to keep us spiritually safe. Let's get going. Where are places you are asked to park? Walmart, the grocery store, at your job. You park your car in your garage or in your driveway at night when you come home from work. We park our cars at church. We park our cars on the street when we're going into a shop or um, grab a cup of coffee. All kinds of situations we are asked to park our cars. But where are we asked to park ourselves? Very similar to the lanes we have been asked to stay in, there are some places we have been told to stay put or to park, or we have been asked to back up from that parking space, or we have been asked to back up and back out from that parking space. In other words, our time here is over. How do we navigate to and through these spaces? The Holy Spirit is there to help us. Perhaps we have been asked to, quote, park in a certain neighborhood or church. Perhaps we have been told to back up and back out from a relationship or a dangerous mindset. We can do this safely when we rely on the Holy Spirit as our park assist. And this is what we will discuss today. The Holy Spirit acts as our aid when we are asked to stay still or to stop for a bit. Because he has parked in the heart of the believer, 
He in turn helps us to know where we should park. Let's break down the intuitive parking assist feature from the Toyota Safety Sense system. This function uses sensors equipped around the perimeter of the car to communicate to the driver that there are objects or obstacles in the way when attempting to park. Warnings are used to inform the driver of certain obstacles. Let's look at the definition of the words intuitive, parking, and assist. As we do, think about how the Holy Spirit has demonstrated these qualities of himself in your life. Intuitive, that means knowing or perceiving by quick and ready insight. Parking, not to insult your intelligence, but it means coming to a stopped position. And assist means to aid in completing a task. With the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can allow him to quickly assess the situation and determine if this is a safe or dangerous place for us to park. And then he will assist us in completing the task at hand. Let's look at a biblical account in the book of Acts to drive this point home. Let's go to Acts 9 and park it at verses 10 through 17. You see what I did there? Before we read, Acts chapter 9 is familiar in that it's the account of Saul's conversion on the road to Damascus. Now, I'm not going to focus in on that because that's a story that we know, but right smack dab in the middle of this life-changing event for Saul, we, we find and we are introduced to a man named Ananias, and God has a special assignment for him. So let's look at it. Acts 9, verses 10 through 17. It says, In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love this account because we have here just a regular old Joe Christian hanging out at home, probably doing something pretty mundane and not overly spiritual. But yet in this moment, Jesus himself decides that he is about to interrupt Ananias' evening in the comfort of his own home 
with some supernatural instructions. This is good news for those of us who are, quote, everyday Christians looking for some spectacular calling, and yet Jesus has spoken a common calling on us and asked us to be faithful in it. Don't grow weary in doing the faithful and seemingly mundane day in and day out things. There is honor and goodness and grace in those times. We see that here in Ananias' life. What service to the Lord had he completed faithfully leading up to this vision? In verse 10, we see he was willing to do what Jesus was asking. He said yes before even knowing what the task was, because it was Jesus who was asking. And I don't think he said yes out of obligation, but he said yes because he was motivated by a love for his Savior. How do I know this? because that's how it works. Isaiah 40, 31 tells us that those who wait on, like a waiter or a waitress, that those who wait on the Lord will run. That's that occasional call that seems really cool and not grow weary. They will walk. That's those daily things that God asks us to remain faithful in. They will walk and not faint. I may occasionally go for a run, but every single day I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk to the kitchen and fix meals for my family. I'm going to walk down the hall at the office and talk with my coworkers. I'm going to walk upstairs and kiss my daughter goodnight. Fella, lady, stay faithful in those mundane tasks. So when Jesus comes to us with a task set aside just for us, as he will, have already observed our faithfulness and commitment, and he will know that we will complete this special task to the best of our abilities with the Holy Spirit's assistance, and we will see it through to the end. Okay, that was not even planned to talk to you about that, but that is a word for somebody. So let's get back to Ananias. I also love how the writer of Acts allows us to see Ananias' weakness and doubts about doing the task. Anyone else been there? You have clearly received a word from Jesus, and yet you feel so underqualified and also overly responsible that the questions to Jesus come to the surface. What does Jesus say? In this moment of weakness, he does not say, forget it, Ananias. I knew you weren't up to this. He just reiterates and even simplifies the command. He breaks it down to one word, go. And then he is so gracious to give Ananias the reason for the task to start with. And it has nothing to do with Ananias. The reason is, is that lives are going to be saved and Jesus is going to be glorified. So what does Ananias do? He accepts the call because he puts aside all of his emotions of fear, control, and doubt, he goes. He follows Jesus' instructions to a T. And what an encouragement he was to Saul, who later became Paul. From where I'm sitting 2,000 plus years later, Ananias' obedience had a huge impact on the spreading of the gospel to the Gentiles. That's you and me, by the way. 
if we are not Hebrew by birth. I am very thankful for that yes Ananias gave to Jesus. So how is this story supposed to illustrate how the Holy Spirit can act as the intuitive parking assist? Ananias was asked to park and pray for and minister to Saul. With the Holy Spirit's help, Ananias was able to quickly assess the risk versus the rewards of this call, and he chose to be obedient, despite any discomfort or fear he may have had. Will you and I allow the Holy Spirit in us to use us to show us where we need to park? Or on the flip side, where not to park? Like the function in my car, we will receive warnings from the Holy Spirit of when we are too close to something dangerous and we need to back it up and maybe park somewhere else. We must be in tune to the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit and for all the benefits that he brings when he comes and he lives inside of us. God, I thank you that he He parks Himself inside of our souls, our hearts, our minds, even just like Ananias when we have weaknesses and doubts and fears. He doesn't leave us, but God, He stays with us and He helps us to do the tasks that are right in front of us. God, help us to see where You would have us to park. Help us to navigate into those spaces And then also help us to see when we need to back out of a space. We need to leave it behind us and go park somewhere else. God, when we are in tune to your Holy Spirit, we understand clearly what it is that you would have us to do. So get us to that place. Help us to surrender and lay down all the things that we think is right and exchange it for what you say is right, which in reality is all that there is. God, I thank you for my friends. I pray these prayers for them, for myself, and I ask them all in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you need help? Could you use the leading of the Holy Spirit to get parked where God would have you to be? Stay in tune to the Holy Spirit Know His character and His ways. They don't change. That will help you in knowing where to park and how to park. I hope you will lean on Him for this aid. I know I'm going to be striving to do it. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me on this last episode of Safety Sense. I hope this series has been helpful to you in your walk with God. I hope that you will join me again next week as we dive in to some more real truths of Scripture that will help us to live a real life. See you then. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.